Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast, the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. I'm your host, Sean Evans. Sorry, no, it's your one-stop shop for everything, Gorp. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees, and I'm joined today by the queen of baggy pants and Solomon's, Gorp Core's number one it girl, and the founder of the Gorp Girls page, it is Hannah De Silva. Thank you for coming on the pod. Hey, <laughs> I love that intro. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I've talked about it before, but I just spend like, you know, hours and thousands and thousands of dollars on like working up those, you know, like working with a big team of people to, to create those intros. So yeah, it pays <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Weeks and weeks of brainstorming. I yeah, mean, yeah. mine's not hard. I'm like an open book, really. So. <laughs> that's how I like it. That, that's the easiest one to, to do. Um, yeah. If Organic Lab ever comes on, that's going to be a, a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> organic Lab, if he ever comes oh on, it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the only accounts that I feel like are so anonymous to me. I have no idea yeah. who. No, no one idea. knows anything about him. It's crazy. Yeah. That circle has to be just like very tight. If if anyone knows, honestly, I don't know if anyone knows, but they're so dedicated to this stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm friends with with a lot of the UK boys. I mm. mean, I'm not going to say who they are. But they're like so funny. Like I have to be so conscious around them. Like if I take a photo with them or they're in it, like I have to blur their faces. And there's been mm-hmm. times people have it and they get really like serious about it. But it's so really like, yeah, but well, they've started to do more like branded stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's gonna cats gonna come out of the bag soon. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The more you yeah. start to do branded stuff, the more that like you're gonna be in photos and like your identity is gonna be revealed. And like, it's not the biggest deal, but mm-hmm. I think they're a bit more tilted than now, but yeah, it's quite funny. And they're all in the UK and I just don't know where anyone, like any of the other ones are. Anyway, <laughs> jumping, yeah, jumping, jumping into this. No, it's all good. It's all good. We, we love that here. Um, this is a Trees and Nylon podcast. And for anyone who doesn't know, we talk about trees and also nylon kind of working through a past, present and future progression with both of those topics. So the mm-hmm. question for you, Hannah, top of the episode. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's go with trees. I think, first. I mean, everyone does that. Also, <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It, Conformity it is like, okay sometimes. Yeah. It also just explains, mm-hmm. I mean, you you said earlier, the accent is a bit of a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I, we talked about this off mic, but when you, you know, hopped on the call and you said hello and you didn't have an accent, I was kind of taken aback. I guess I, I mean this is the past. So we can we can start there. Uh, yeah. You're not British. No, I'm from Canada, which is wild to me. Yeah, I'm from Toronto. Um, grew up just like around nature, the most easy mm-hmm. access to nature ever, like so normalized. Um, but it's it's funny because I took like a trip to Canada recently, um, mm-hmm. just to, like see my family like I normally do, and I had people in my like DMs and even people like I in Canada like this, I was in the airport and I had a kid come up he like followed me on Instagram and was like what are you doing here really like, I, I'm from here like I live here like That's I don't crazy. Live here. obviously like people think I'm like I guess British because I live in London yeah but, um, no I'm from Canada and I love it there it's the best place in the entire world but I live in London for work purposes like and social purposes obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah, I just grew up in Canada. I grew up in nature, um, kind of like not even in my own will. Like I feel like when I was going, like when I was going to school, we did like portaging, like day canoe trips, like three day canoe trips. That was like part of our like team building in school. Wow. So yeah, and I feel like when you grow up with it, it's one of those things that like I had to very much come back to it in my like adult life, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it so much more now. But. I appreciate the knowledge that I was able to get growing up in Canada and kind of like being forced to go outdoors. <laughs> Very <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Cause now I can like reap all the rewards, but yeah, you're, where are you in America? Sorry. I am in Georgia. Georgia. So okay. I'm, I'm down in the South. Yeah. I know the accent gives it away, but yeah, I, I, I live in the, that, that was a joke. I don't have an accent, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you look very confused when I said that. Um, yeah, I live like probably hour and a half away, two hours away from like the Appalachian Trail. So wow, yeah. I'm in the area. I'm in the area. I've got mountains by me. 
um, just not like in my backyard, like someone in Toronto. Yeah. Might. I mean, yeah, well, that no, that's the same with Toronto. Is like it's okay. very much a city. It's such a city. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just so normal. Like growing up, a lot of my friends, like you would go to cottages and we'd like go to by the lake and we'd go like camping and hiking. It was just kind of like what you did, especially in the summertime. Mm-hmm. When like in London, there's so many people I meet that like going outdoors is such a like extreme concept to them or just it's just hard it's also not accessible at all here like it's really when I go on my hikes it costs me like 60 pound on mm. the train an hour to like get to like a decent like hike spot which is insane so it's so understandable but why a lot of people don't do it and in Canada just eat everyone drives so you mm. can just drive like an hour outside the city even in like my parents they don't live in the city anymore they live in like a suburb about like half an hour outside of Toronto and even like they go on daily walks every single day and we just go to like the local park and it's still just like so stunning and there's like a trail and it's just a lot different than what you can find in London um yeah so I just kind of grew up doing doing that I guess that kind of shows like the past Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to London, I honestly think like even when I was in high school, when I was a teenager, I just didn't really have any interest for it anymore. And when I moved to Rebellious London, phase. yeah. Also, I just was, <laughs> I was a super like fashion kid, like in, mm. when I was a teenager. And I came to move to London to study fashion. Okay. Yeah, and I just got like super kind of absorbed in that, um, and just like any like stereotypical university life and then when lockdown came as Mm. for everyone I'm sure for a lot of people (laughs) I reconnected with nature and the outdoors and I was spending all of COVID in Canada because I was just doing school online Mm. it's like my final year of uni I guess one was 2019 yeah and all there was to do was like to go up my one of my, my best friend has a lake house in in Canada so I'm like lucky enough that I spent, hmm? yeah, a little bit. It's so <laughs> common. It is really common in Canada to have, um, I mean, we call them cottages. Lake house mm. sounds like a lot more bougie. <laughs> <laughs> we call them cottages. And I just spent months, months up there, like winter, summer, and we just go like take a canoe out and find like private islands to camp on. And that's all I did over COVID. And then I came, when I moved back to London, I was like, what's the next best like thing to camping here? And that's how I started kind of doing a lot of hikes and doing a lot of hikes with like more of my girlfriends and trying to get them more outdoors. Cause also I was just doing a lot of this stuff with like my male friends when I was in Canada, cause that's mm-hmm. who was in it. And then when I came back, all my female friends saw what I was doing and they were like, can we, like, how do we do this? And just, just come for a hike with me. You can take an hour train and let's just try and do it like monthly. Um, I guess that's the present now. Yeah, we just went straight from the past present. <laughs> Beautiful segue. I love it. Yeah. So, did the Gorp girls actually? This is a question someone asked as well, but it's okay. coming up naturally. Uh, AJX dot GPS wants to know. That's a like, sick name. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. GPS <laughs> is cool. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, like how you started Gorp girls, basically. Yeah, so Gorp Girls was actually um, a uni project, fun fact. Really? Uh, yeah, so I did creative direction in uni, fashion direction. And our final project was like a trend forecasting project. Mm-hmm. So I did a whole trend forecast on like Gorp Core and how mm-hmm. it's like streetwear. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we had to make an outcome. So then I kind of, my big observation from the whole trend research thing was that there's this heavily like prevalent online Gorp Gorp community that I was following and that like I always wanted to be a part of, but I noticed that it was like so male dominant. So how Gorp Girls came about is that I just kind of wanted to create a space to share girls that are doing shit in it. Sorry, I'm such a curse. It's all good. doing cool shit in the outdoors and just like also within Gorpcore, like w- within the fashion trend, because that's what like majority of these like Moodboard pages were. So that's mm-hmm. how I created Gorp Girls and it kind of like stemmed from this uni project. And it just started as an Instagram account, to be honest. And I hardly posted on it. It had like, when I first started it, I had like maybe like less than 200 followers. 
And then my personal account started to grow and then Gorpo started to grow and I started to post more. And now I'm in that like in-between phase of, okay, where's the next step? Where am I like taking this page? Because I don't want it just to be like an online platform. I think there's like many, I, I want to take it very like multidisciplinary. And I do have lots of things in the works that I like, don't want to spoil because they're quite big. <laughs> okay. But right. yeah. That, that was my next question was what's the next step? Yeah, there's lots of, I mean, I do want to do more in-person events. That's something that I can, I can say. Okay. Um, whether it's hikes, whether it's like collaborating with like a lot there's so many really cool initiatives that are happening in the UK. So I want to collaborate and I want to collaborate with a lot of like individual girls as well. Like Georgia, I want, mm-hmm. really want to do like a rock climbing event with her, mm-hmm. um, whether it's hiking, rock climbing, just kind of getting people out into the outdoors. And I haven't, I mean, it's hard to kind of like organize that and figure that out. So that's, I think where the collaboration is going to come in for sure. Awesome. But, that's yeah, really cool. that's the next step. And then there's a few other things that are in the works that people will find out very soon. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to your past a little bit, backtracking mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Nick.gwin wants to know about your time in Canada. And I mean, you've you've really been over it, but like, were there any specific like hikes that you did or you know when you were like thrown onto a canoe when you were six and put down a river like stuff like that was there anything that was really eye-opening to you um I guess I I assume she means outdoor related I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it that way (laughs) I mean when I was a kid um we went to Algonquin Park and that's where we did the portaging um you just said a bunch of words that I do not know (laughs) so Algonquin Park is like this big national park in Ontario, Canada, that is like the most popular park to go to. I never go there anymore, to be honest, because I've kind of found like a little secret spot that I love. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, I can't say where it is. It's Kinesis Lake. It's in Ontario. I'm mean, going to say where it is. I can cut that if you want. No, I don't want to gatekeep it. <laughs> why not? It's your, it's your spot. I know. Why that's, not? That's the whole it's point. one of those things that like no one, it's not super accessible. So it's basically, it's like the lake that my best friend's cottage is on. And we just take the canoe like straight from the cottage deck and just canoe down the lake. And there's a ton of little islands that you can just kind of like, mm. I mean, I don't know, not necessarily allowed to camp on them. Um, Cause you do need a permit in some places to camp in Canada. I'm sure it's the same in America. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of pitch a tent on, on any random island. So I couldn't even tell you like the name of the island because there's there's little ones like on the lake so kinesis lake if anyone wants to go and try and find this island go for it just trying to match it up to the pictures on instagram yeah it's like yeah i have so many people like where is this spot where is this spot and i'm always because that's where i always post in canada like in the summertime all those photos of me like on the lake Mm -hmm. doing is that like little island i mean we hop we obviously like start day one on that one and then we'll hop to like a few so we try to bunch of different ones but they're pretty much all the same um but i feel like i just got away from the question <laughs> um I remember the question your time in canada oh my time in canada yeah i yeah. mean I, I spent majority of my life there so that's um, <laughs> like heavy question it also it also could be about you just recently went back um yeah i recently went back last time i was back in canada was i think august so summertime I actually went back to Canada in June to move back there. So that's oh. a fun fact. Yeah, I got really tired of London life. And okay. I also was starting Gorp Girls and I was like, I need to be in the outdoors. Like, this is just what I need to do. I can't, I can't live in London. I can't be in the city. I felt very like stunted by it. So I was like, I'm going to move back to Canada I'm going to renew my driver's license so I can drive to all these cool places, mm-hmm. save up money, get a car, and maybe like just live in a van and camp for a year. That's what I wanted to do. Very opposite of what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was like very much like settled on that. And I went back to, I went back to Canada. I think it took me like a month of being like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like obviously my family is there, but all of my friends are out in London. I didn't even know how to get a job in in Canada. Like, I feel like I've built up all my connections here in London and the fashion industry is here. And that's where my background is. Definitely. 
I moved back to Canada. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I, I had a really nice summer there um, for like June and July. I was just camping a lot with my best friend. And then I went to Portugal where my family's from, which is mm-hmm. also a really nice place for hiking. Um, it's in the blood, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but um, so I spent like a month there. And then I got my job while I was in Portugal. That was in London. I was kind of just like, let me just look at jobs in London and I can just live there temporarily. Maybe that's how I can make my money because that's where I can get a job. And then I'll move back to Canada. Um, so I got my job while I was in Portugal, went back to Canada, literally packed my bags and moved back to London. And I was <laughs> couching for like three months till I found this flat. And now I'm like, there's no way I'm leaving London. So it's like a big, crazy switch up. But I went back to Canada because I didn't go home for Christmas. So I went to see my family. Nice. Um, and it was like perfect time. I went skiing as well, which is really good. And I had a bunch of, I just took a suitcase full of just like gear that I needed to photograph as well. System A. Yes. System A for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Arcterix UK. They're the best team ever. They treat me so nicely. I love them. But um, yeah, so I, I basically just went for like a ski trip, see my family, very short, and I came back. But um, I went skiing. Where did I go skiing? For anyone that cares. Um, oh, my God. I forget that. Blue Mountain, which is not an actual mountain. It's like a man-made hill. So it's mm. not that exciting. That's like one thing. You have to kind of go to Quebec or Vancouver if you want to get like real mountains. So, but that's pretty much all I did when I went back um, recently. But I think when I went back in the summer, like 2020 summer and 2021 summer, it's definitely the peak of my like outdoor experience. And I think Mm -hmm. I owe a lot to like Canada and to my best friend to like reintroducing me to the outdoors. Cause he's also like, he's one of those people that doesn't care about like what you're wearing when you're outdoors or like Mm -hmm. even like, obviously he's like respectful of nature and everything, but he's also very much like, I remember we went, we went on a, uh, a backpacking like portage trip and we're in at his cottage, which is like four hours away from the city. So we had like limited gear and what we could bring. I think we had like a back, we didn't even have like a proper backpacking pack. We just had like a small backpack and like, just like a bunch of bags. And we had like our bags like over our shoulders and he was like, we can do it. Like, we're just going to do it. We don't need like, I was like, okay, whatever you say. And we also had to meanwhile, like carry a canoe over a hut, yeah. over a hut, like a few kilometers to get to like the next spot. And he's the type of person that will just do that. And he'll wear like swim trunks and like bare feet and just like walk the whole like trail that way. So that's also, yeah. And that's so, I mean, I've experienced outdoors with people like that. And then I experienced outdoors with people who are like super just like prepared and like that, like guy that has like the crazy kit. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like really good to experience both, I think. And experiencing those trips with Eric as well. That's my friend. Um, really just accustomed me to that. I feel like I can just do anything now. Like I feel like I can sleep in a tent and be cold. Cause I'm like, I did it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So definitely like accustomed you to it. Um, but yeah, 2020 and 2021, I was doing a lot of that. And then I went to LA before I moved back to London. Um, and I did like a big, like surf backpacking trip in big surf. Which oh, was, very nice. Yeah. Which, have you been to California before? I was, I lived in California for like two years when I was a baby, but I went back there a lot when I was growing up in San Diego. And then I think I went to Big Sur once. My mom drove us down there, just like drove. We didn't do any hikes or anything. Just saw the scenery. Yeah. That's like another place when I went to LA, I was like, I need to move here. I need to live here. I need to be close. (laughs) It's one of those things that then you get so caught up in. I mean, work life and social life, it's really hard to do that. And I think people that are able to disconnect like that, I'm just so like inspired by them because it is hard. I, I can't relate to it at all, but I do understand the sentiment. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. Because um, I just, I sit inside all day and edit podcasts. So I don't really have a social life. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, I, you've talked a lot about the present and the past. Let's talk about the future of trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is on the docket? What's the next big trip, next big hike, anything like that? Um, 
Well, I definitely want to explore more of the UK because it is funny. Like people think I'm from here, but I'm never really like posted anything. And I've never done a camp trip in the UK. Really? So that, that yeah, that needs to happen like this year. But I didn't okay. have anyone that I knew. Like when I moved to London, I didn't know anyone that was into the outdoors. And now mm. I have so many people, obviously, because yeah. of me many friends online. Um, so that that's the big plan. Um, Scotland, maybe. I'd love to go to Scotland. There's been a bit of talk about doing a Scotland trip, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I'd like to also get out of the UK and go back to California and explore that more. Um, my friend Mike lives, you should actually have him on the pod. I'll send you his um, yeah, profile. Yeah. But he's like the most knowledgeable outdoors person I know. And he showed me a lot and taught me a lot. And he has a really cool project coming out called USOL, where he's like organizing outdoor excursions and workshops but he would be really cool to have on the pod. But I want to go out and spend some time with him again. I just need to take time off work. <laughs> but he's someone that would like be able to show me more spots. Obviously I did Big Sur, but I want to go back to California and just try like Big Bear is really cool. Have you heard of Big Bear? I have, yes. Yeah, like the snow. It's crazy how it's like an hour outside of LA and snowing. That's crazy to me. I'd love to, I'd love to go there. I want to go back to Sweden. I mean, I was meant to go... On a suite, I don't know if you'd heard about this, but I was meant to go on the Kladimirsen trip to Sweden. Mm, really? I mean, I had Rory on the pod, but Rory yeah. and Jack on that. Um, yeah, and I flew all the way there and got denied at the border. <laughs> Why? Yeah. So ever since that happened, I'm like, I need to go back to Sweden and do this trip that I, they all did and I had to see oh for gosh. like three days over Instagram. Oh, why did you get denied? Content trip. I have, to be honest, I'm, so I'm vaccinated, but I have one in the UK and one in Canada. Uh, and I think they saw the Canadian vaccine and just got super confused. Uh-huh. So they saw that when you're at like the border control. So then they sent me to go speak to like, I guess the other more higher up border control people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we don't accept Canadian vaccines. And I was like, are you kidding? And I was in, I was in the airport for like eight Ugh. hours with another guy trying to be like, and it wasn't just me though. There was like three of us that didn't like get in. Like mm. my friend in Scotland didn't get let in. And another guy I was with, and we we're in the airport for like eight hours trying to like appeal the the ban, I guess. That sucked. I'm and so sorry. That was really rough. And then I had to see it on social media. Yeah, you had to watch it all. But that trip looks so sick. I've also never really, I mean, I've gone winter camping kind of where it's like snowing a little bit and it's really mm. cold, but that was like, there was snow everywhere and they're like tracking through snow. I mean, mm. I'm sure you saw. <laughs> no, we all saw. Yeah. Some of us had to watch it from an airport detention center. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's, yeah, that's a crazy story. So now I'm like, I really want to go back to Sweden. And I also like, they got to meet everyone at Klaudemusen and hear about the brand and like see how things are made. And that was really interesting for me. And obviously I've been on email and like I social on social media with all the, the whole team. So I would be really nice to like go out there and meet them. Um, but yeah, Sweden, California, and then the UK really, because I've never gone camping here. I've just gone on hikes outside of London. That's crazy. I would I not know. have expected crazy. that. Yeah. It's crazy for people to believe. Also <laughs> all of my, all of my camp gear is in Canada. Uh, so it's a bit of a tricky one obviously i know people that could help uh-huh. uh, lend me gear but yeah it's a bit of a tricky one and <laughs> and just like i for years and years i had no one to go with mm-hmm. and like no knowledge of like uk camp spots but obviously now i have a good bank of that so it just needs to happen summertime <laughs> cool. you and ali you and ali george he also has never been camping before so <laughs> ever actually not just in the uk but ever <laughs> ever really <laughs> yeah never ever that's what oh he told God. me that's so f- i find it really funny when i find that kind of stuff out with these pages yeah. yeah i've never been on more than a one night backpacking trip too so like a lot of people got more on me because i'm just kind of a poser with the podcast yeah. i mean it's not even posing to be fair it's not at all i mean people can call me a poser for not going camping in the uk when i'm like my whole identity is just UK, like outdoors. Uh-huh. But, 
But I mean, everyone's right somewhere. It is daunting though as well. Like, especially not having anyone to go with. That's a big thing. And that's a, that's also just Gort Girls is like, it just started off as my friends being, I want to go on a hike. And I was like, okay, let's go. I'll take you. And that's the whole thing. Gort Girls is just encouraging, encouraging girls to get outdoors because it is such like male dominated industry. Yeah. And there's also so many girls that are like killing the Gort Core trend. Like people can say whatever they want about the outdoors trend that's happening in the Gorkwood trend. The mm. end of the day, it's the same thing for me. It's like the same thing as street where I find it. Like if people are like before I used to be what, like Jordans and Supreme and everyone used to be like in yeah. awe of like people wearing that stuff. So I'm like, why why is it an issue to be wearing outdoors gear, especially if I mean we can use it in both senses. And I'm mm. very much like that. Like I wear my camp gear hiking and camping. But I'm all like, I think it's it's a bit of a waste if I have like an expensive jacket sitting in my closet and I'm not going to wear it like as much mm-hmm. as I can. And if yeah. I like the, I'm such a color person as well. If I like the color or something, I don't really care if it's like meant what it's meant for. I'll wear it on the streets as well. Um, and I think that also is just encouraging people to wear their clothes more and have it last. It's more sustainable that way as well. Definitely. I feel like the whole scene kind of, echoes that of like you know it definitely is a bunch of like supreme kids that you know mm-hmm. went on the hike once that's kind of like what the whole that's what everyone yeah. says that's how i was too yeah and then um yeah i mean you're you're paying for good gear so you might as well use it i yeah. agree completely i mean i when i first started going camping i mean if you go like far down on my instagram right. you'll see i was like going on hikes and camping in like sweatpants and like Nike runners and a vintage sweater and like a hat maybe. And it wasn't until I started kind of getting more involved in like following these mood work pages that I was like, Oh, this, this is also a way for me to like tap into fashion. And like, I, I've always been into fashion. I've always been into streetwear. So I just started to get more like involved with it. I think I went from like, just kind of wearing whatever was comfortable. And then I started getting more like into vintage outdoors gear. So I would always be like, on eBay looking at like fleeces that was like my big thing I think my first like proper gorp as they call it um <laughs> purchase a vintage L bean fleece that I still have today that's like my favorite thing ever um and I just yeah and then as I also a lot of brands started to reach out to me and a lot of the like stuff that I wear that's quite like branded would be um gifted which i'm blessed to get because a lot of this stuff is amazing and that also just grew my interest and my knowledge at the same time you can go camping in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and be fine yeah you've done it both ways (laughs) it's yeah it's a it's a progression also also, i think (laughs) i was just gonna say that like i'm the only person in my friend group that cares about like fashion to that extent you know i have a friend that thrift shops and he's like you know in the scene or whatever he he generally cares about what he wears but for the most part i'm the only person that knows like what supreme is um (laughs) uh so yeah i mean whenever i go on camping trips or hiking trips or anything it's like all my friends are just wearing like like athletic shorts and like just a t-shirt and i'm like well these are actually patagonia baggies and this is actually a a dry fit yeah you know it's like vintage no it's like it doesn't really matter you can kind of go outside whatever you want it's just what you like your preference you know yeah i feel like i've always been kind of like like brands like arteryx i've always been aware of because it's a big canadian brand and like growing up skiing everyone like was a big if you're wearing arteryx you were like a real skier oh yeah yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was definitely still hype, but now it's obviously super hype. And mm-hmm. I think also because it's just streetwear and the gorecore trend. I remember my first, like, when I was in LA and I went camping with my friend Mike, I remember he was like, We need to take you to REI. Like, we're going to get you. <laughs> like, he was like, You're this is like you now. If you're going to be like outdoors and be camping, like, let's get you some like proper gear. And like, I was also just like super excited because I was like learning more about brands and like through him and like what he was wearing. And he wears a lot of like vintage stuff as well. Mm, nice. I remember we went to REI and he had like, I remember he had the Arcteryx, like Beta, like the trousers, the pants version of it. Uh. That was my first like Arcteryx. And I was like, I want those. Those are really sick. It wasn't even a jacket. <laughs> it was like the uh-huh. pants. And then it's funny because like a year later, 
I'm getting sent those pants. And I was like, I feel like this just went full circle. And this is quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that, I feel like that trip for me was like the starting point of me kind of like getting more into outdoors fashion. Because I think mm-hmm. before I, I mean, I still do, but I was definitely that girl. I'd, I'd wear like military overpants and a fleece like every day. And now that's really, that is really cool to wear. I think in London, I don't know what it's like in America in terms of like the core fashion trend, but it's like Solomon's military pants and a fleece or like Mm -hmm. a Arcteryx jacket. That's very much the like vibe here. Trendy. Yeah. You were wearing it, you had a style and then it became a trend, you know? Yeah. I mean, the military overpants are really funny because like um, there's a shop here that sells them 194. I don't know if you've, heard of them but yeah they're the they're the vintage shop that kind of started the whole military overpant like baggy trouser trend because mm. they started buying them and like dyeing them and selling them and it's crazy because um i think i bought a pair like around in the summertime i was wearing them a lot and then bella hadid actually oh. bought a pair and started wearing them and that is my theory as to why they're so <laughs> No, really? Because of Bella Hadid? Yeah, surely, right? Like, I mean, now they're like so popular; everyone wears them. The Hannah De Silva effect is what it is. Oh, hi. She saw you wearing them. Oh, keep me humble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing them right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, these are my friends. My friend has actually come out with a pair. Roller rags. I'll show. I just saw that the uh, promo shots or whatever. Yeah, that was from my mate Charlie. Yeah. These are really comfortable as well, and they have ties at the bottom. If anyone wants to know, should go buy a pair. <laughs> Just a little free promo for the brand. Those come out. <laughs> yeah, but I was definitely, that was how I was dressing majority of the time. And then I think I started to just like dress a bit differently and branch out from just wearing like fleeces and got more into jackets and like the waterproof jackets a lot of the time. Um, but at the same time, I'm such like, if I need something, I'll probably buy it from like cry. I don't know. Have you heard of Craig Hoppers? Maybe yeah. like a like a British, like quite yeah. um, affordable outdoors brand. And when I kind of came to the UK and I want to go buy hiking gear, I went there. And you can buy like a waterproof jacket for like 30 pounds. Um, and I that's still major. Like people always ask me, like, what's your go-to brand? And I always say Craig Hoppers. Always. Um, obviously I like to wear Carrick's and I like mm-hmm. to wear like and wander and Mont Bell and those nice fancy brands, but Craig Hoffers <laughs> will be like the key to my heart and just always what I suggest to people because it's super accessible. Uh, Craig Hoppers, they just uh sent some care packages out to some of my buddies. Yeah. Put down and all of them. So oh, sweet. Yeah, I might there might be a little like corporals collab with them. Mm-hmm. No, Until just a rumor. Not saying anything, I'm not saying anything concrete. That's true, but yeah, they've they've treated me very well as well. There, I have a green waterproof like shell from them. And that mm-hmm. is I went to a photo, it was really funny. I went to like a focus group, like an outdoors focus group recently, and they asked us to bring our favorite outdoors piece. And I brought everyone was bringing these like really fancy pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and had a lot to say, <laughs> had a lot to say, and, like the way it was made and the technicality. And like, I mean, I'm not going to like sit here and pretend I'm the most like knowledgeable person on outdoor and technical gear. Cause I'm not, um, I brought this. yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, I brought this jacket. I remember they're like, what do you love about it? And I was like, I love the color. It's a bright green. It was mm-hmm. really affordable and it keeps me dry. <laughs> that was like my three points as to like, and I still like keep to that same thing. Like I will buy stuff because I just like the color and it's like, it doesn't have, if, it, if it's going to do the functionality, there's a nice color and I'm like all for it. And that is also the main reason as to why I love my Arcteryx jacket that they sent me is because it's like this beautiful bright blue color mm-hmm. and like take away the logo. And I still, I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's your uh, profile picture now. Yeah. Is it with the um, blue? Let me see. Yes, yeah, I love that jacket, and that's also <laughs> like wearing Arcteryx around London is kind of a bit bait now because it's so trendy. 
Um, but I, I still wear that jacket. I couldn't, I couldn't give a crap. <laughs> like it keeps me warm, it keeps me dry, and it's a nice blue. Um, yeah, definitely. Just like the green jacket keeps you warm. Yeah, like the color. Around, yeah, I definitely walk around London in my outdoor gear. Um, but I don't know. It is what it is. is that, that is like, all style. How this is just a question for you because I don't yeah. live there. How <laughs> is the scene like? I feel like ever since. Mm, I stopped caring about Supreme in like 2018 or 19. Yeah. I just feel like fashion is kind of, instead of having like one like huge trend dominating, it's been like a bunch of little trends that have all just kind of grown in their own little niche. Like, you know, Gorp Core, you've got like avant-garde kids. You've got like the, yeah. the archive kids, like they're all doing their own thing in different bubbles. What's like yeah. the biggest one in London? It's like the biggest one of those oh, trends. I think Gorkor. Really? Also, Gorkor can because it kind of like transcended into something else. Like I would say that streetwear is just Gorkor now. Like when I mm. do say that, like the trend very much is like technical jackets, military overpants, and Solomons. Mm-hmm. And like I, I tell you, that's like all around like streetwear now. Wow. And you look at like you look at brands like Palace, Supreme, they're all doing like Gore-Tex jackets now as well. So like it's so blended. Um, that is very that is such a big thing in London for sure. And like those kind of like niche outdoor brands, like people love like Anne Wander and like Montbell and Maharishi. Like people love that kind of stuff here. Um, I'm guilty of it as well. But that very that is such like the street style scene right now, I think. But I also think there are people that are blending it in like really cool ways. I mean, I try, I think my personal style has kind of like shifted because I work for a women's wear brand now. So I feel like I'm I dress like a bit more feminine, but also still like mixing those core, core elements and those technical elements, which is just fun. It's so fun to play around with it. And I think I love seeing the way people wear the, the trend differently. Um, and I don't think it needs to be just like specified to like a certain group of people. I think anyone, anyone can wear it and rock it. And if it's going to be a streetwear trend, it's like kind of cool to see the way people, people, um, articulate it, you know? Yeah. Speaking for where I live in the mm-hmm. South of the United States, I like to yeah, say that. How, how do people dress? I'm really curious. So this, this is my whole synopsis. We have New York, which is, you know, one of the fashion yeah. capitals of the world, like London is. They're about four years ahead of what happens down here. So, yeah. yeah. So if you're paying attention to what's going on in New York, you could be wearing that kind of stuff, but you'd be seen like as probably a weird, we're a weirdo, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you just wouldn't fit in everyone around here just wears um, like the dominant style, at least like where I grew up was probably more of like a preppy, but not even preppy, just like, vineyard vines pastel colors maybe a patagonia fleece every once in a while sperry's like that whole vibe i haven't heard the word sperry's (laughs) in so long yeah oh i forgot that that was a thing (laughs) the the dock the boat shoes for me in canada for sure so like in high school i was um regrettably a vineyard vines kid it was like all i wore I was like known for it by people that didn't care about clothes. I was known for being like the kid that wore vineyard vines. And I, yeah. I look back and I was shame, but I'm here now and I've changed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's really awful down here. Cause like, we don't have any real brands in Atlanta. Um, right. Like we don't have any, any cool brands. We don't have anything except for like a Gucci store or like a Louis Vuitton store. And it's just yeah. like, it's all awful. It's all so bad. I really, I do, I do not like the way people dress down here. And it's crazy because like Atlanta is such a big music city, but right. there's like, you'd think that like music and fashion would kind of go hand in hand because they kind of yeah. always have. So do and you it, get like, I, I would picture it being like hipstery. No, 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 it's not. That's okay. like, that's like a Portland mm. or like Seattle type vibe. It's literally just like, the kids that dress well, quote unquote, here, yeah. usually are wearing like these days. It's probably like essentials with joggers and a pair of Jordans. Essentials, yeah, like, we get that. Like the London. fear yeah. God essentials. Yeah, we get that yeah. in London. <laughs> you sound very enthusiastic about it. Um, 
but it, it is like, I don't know, it's exhausting because I think people, you, you get a lot of like, not hate, but like people are kind of eye rolling to the whole like gore poor trend now here. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I see some people wear it really well. And then there is definitely people who wear it that are like very much the trend. Um, mm. But I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. Also, I think it's just overall Gorpcore being a fashion trend has led people to like get outside more. And there is like nothing negative about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's absolutely nothing negative. And it's brought attention to like a lot of initiatives like Gorp Girls like that. I mm-hmm. think if the fashion aspect wasn't a thing and people weren't interested in that, then they probably wouldn't be on the page and they probably wouldn't be like exposed to all these women that are like doing really cool shit in the outdoors. Do you know what I mean? Like it all comes full circle, I think with both the fashion and the like actual technical outdoors side of it. I mean, as you know, as your podcast is reason I love and it clearly overlaps. Like everyone that comes on this podcast somehow like manages to jump between the two. It's not like, two separate um entities you know exactly yeah i I agree um kind of going back to what you said earlier as well about like this being the evolution of streetwear as a whole um Mm -hmm. maybe that's london thing maybe in three years people down here will agree with that Um, oh i think so like 100 i also think like i mean i'm seeing it in toronto a bit as well when i went home um yeah like when i went home people were more like wearing I think everyone has always worn Arcterics in Canada mm-hmm. as like a functional thing I think yeah very normal to like walk around in Canada on the streets in the city with one on but now you're kind of seeing people kind of take it to more of a fashion thing and more of a streetwear thing um and I think like that I mean now you're seeing people like celebrities wearing over pants and like the whole thing with like Frank Ocean years ago wearing Arcterics like that that's all happening in LA and New York and it's only a matter of time that it's just gonna like trickle down to everywhere else mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe the thing is also that it is cold in Toronto and it is not cold down here ever mm-hmm. like it, it get, I assume it gets cold in Toronto yeah yeah it does exactly. not get cold like here negative degrees yeah no it gets like Right now we're in, there's like a little cold front. We had a a couple of nice days, but right now it's probably like 60 degrees outside, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Yeah. So what is that in? 10. 10. And that's like, it's 10 degrees outside Celsius right now. It's like a very cold day for me. It's like, let me check what it is here. I think it's like six degrees here. Oh, it's nine. It's nine, but it's raining and it gets really windy in London, which mm-hmm. is not alive. So like wearing an Arcteric jacket is kind of functional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like down here, I don't know if we'll ever get like the full swing of the Gorbcore trend because the climate doesn't really allow for it. Because like summers are really hot and winters yeah. are cold, but not like so cold that you need to wear the kind of clothing that people would wear in the city. I mean, in, in the summertime, when I go camping, I wear like jean shorts and maybe like I have those like hydro mock morels, morels that I love mm-hmm. those are for summer camping. Cause I, especially when I'm like camping on the lake, cause you can just obviously go into the water yeah. with them and like a bathing suit. That's really what I wear when I'm camping in the summer. I don't really wear like any cool gear. All the gear goes out the window in the summertime. Yeah. You just really don't need a, a hat. That's what I'm saying. Sunglasses. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sun out of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I went camping last year, I guess. Yeah, last year. And my buddy had just got an Arcteryx, like Adam LT. He just got it. And he yeah. wore it like the whole time. And I remember <laughs> I have a picture of him like three miles into a hike. It's like 90 degrees outside Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. I can look it up for you. <laughs> um, 90. 32 sorry 32 no that's really hot i have a picture of him walking up the mountain he's got on (laughs) pants and an and like the down jacket it's wild everyone else is in shorts and a t-shirt that is so good that's such an iconic photo that just eventually took it off in a photo yeah (laughs) yeah it was his first arcteryx piece i mean you got to flex it i understand completely (laughs) i would have done the same if it was me 
<laughs> just like yeah. drenched in sweat at the top of the mountain. <laughs> that's so good. I remember when I got like my first, I mean, that's also something that people say maybe I'm a fraud because I just, I've never actually bought an Arcteryx jacket. I've never owned it. I think my first, like, I have like bits of pieces from them, but never like, I never had a bit of AR. That was just something that I just never was like, I'm going to spend my money on this. Mm. But I've always, obviously I've always wanted one and I've always loved them. And when I got my first, like, when I went, I went to the art store, like pick, pick up my first jacket and it was really monumental and fun. <laughs> but obviously I was like really stoked on it. So I, I do mm. get, I do get the hype. Like I do get why people like, want well, it's, it's just the culture right now. Like it's, I think yeah. it's so fine to get excited over an Arcteryx jacket. I agree. As long I don't as know it's if... not like your only, like if that's, if you're going to view it as the only thing that you can wear outside, then that's an issue. But obviously <laughs> I think it's so fine to get excited over it. I was excited over it. Yeah, I was excited. I still am excited. Yeah. Every time I get a bus out the beta, it's like, okay, this is going to be a good day. I'm going to yeah, show up to class. Nice no one's going to know. Well. <laughs> it wears it wears so nice which is also why it's mm. difficult for me sometimes just like but i'm like i really want to wear this but i'm not going to because i can't wear it every day <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's just the color it's the color it's the way it fits um the men's ones though that's interesting also with outdoor clothing i think mm. george spoke about this we talked a little bit about it yeah yeah it's like, like the, as women's, well. the woman's cuts on everything is like everything kind of like slims down and i guess there's yeah. a certain customer that like wants that but i'm always getting a men's small that's always like my go-to um i always try women's stuff on especially women's hiking trousers those are the worst um but what george is doing with care goods is cool how she's kind of making it unisex and that's like yeah. her goal exactly goal. there needs to be i think more of that for sure mm-hmm. um yeah because i'm always just buying men's outdoor clothes <laughs> Also, the time right now is very much like oversized, both for males and females. So if yeah. brands want to kind of hop on that trend, then I think they should like review their women's cuts. Sure. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, CEO <laughs> of say company I Patagonia. Know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day I'll just do it myself. <laughs> there you go. Work with uh work with Georgia or, you know, you just work your way up the ladder. You're creative director of Arcteryx and you're, you oh, kick Cooper out, you yeah. kill him and take his job. <laughs> and then it's you making those decisions. Making moves, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I think like without even stating it, we've kind of gone through everything in the nylon section. Um, we can talk a little bit about your future i guess with the brand not with brand but with uh clothing in general what do you see what do you see the trend because you are a fashion student what do you see the trend going oh that's a good question i mean it's hard like yeah where do i see the trend going that's really hard i feel like it's just kind of kicked off i feel like we're gonna see i think it's just gonna kind of progress i feel like people are going to get more aware of technical garments and like dressing technically as well as for fashion i think that's where like color comes into big play and like putting pieces together and like mixing and matching i think there'll be a bit more of that like i don't think coral will like continue as hardcore but it will always i think will just continue to be evident in different trends um I don't really, yeah, that's a hard question. I'm not like the most, I feel like I've kind of gone so far away from fashion now that I'm not the most, like, I just kind of wear what I love. And I've always been like that though. I think I might go back to wearing like fleeces every day (laughs) and military pants and sweatpants, maybe. Okay. Eventually, or is it like something you're thinking about now? I might go back to 2021. 20 or 2020 Hannah that's all I wore that was like my identity it was like Solomon's military pants and a fleece but um now I'm like trying to play with fashion a bit more I think once the GoPro trend kind of dies I'll just go back to being like full-fledged in it and just comfortable okay when do you see the GoPro trend dying how many years months days how long do you think it has I don't know. I feel like I'll give it like a year, but I don't think it will die. I think it will like progress in some, Mm -hmm. in some interesting way. 
because like we're kind of seeing it on the runway right now like sort of like t- mm-hmm. tiny hints of it like obviously nylon is big thing on the runway and like yeah. um buckles and toggles and like little elements but maybe in a year i think it will just be like way more incorporated into high-end fashion and then maybe okay. it was to die out i don't know don't hold me to that <laughs> i will i absolutely will um <laughs> um all right let's get into some questions i've already asked two got a few more for you jake hill wants to know or not wants to know is demanding that you talk about bristol jake hill yeah talk about bristol it says talk about bristol that's all he said so interesting (laughs) um i've only been to bristol once okay (laughs) For, for like a day I'm really interested who this Jake Hill person is. Um, <laughs> that's such a weird question. <laughs> so I've been to Bristol. I have friends that live or used to live in Bristol. My friend Charlie used to live in Bristol mm-hmm. um, and he moved. But I went up to Bristol to do um, like a mini shoot with him. He has he runs Royal Rags, which is like a big reselling um, like brand here in, in yeah. the UK. So loads of people will know him but um oh, yeah I just Charles. yeah he's coming on the pod next after you no he isn't yeah he's, he's the next one up <laughs> i didn't know that that's so funny <laughs> I, swear, I was with him just like literally yesterday and i mm-hmm. swear i said to him that i was doing this and he did not mention <laughs> 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 he's really like that though he's he's the absolute best but i went up to bristol sometime <laughs> with him our friend jack and took some like photos in Jack's studio, and then I went home. I actually can mm. I can't say anything about Bristol. Other than that. Was the studio <laughs> nice? The studio is lovely. The there studio you go. Is Talk about Bristol. When their studios, I I think I might pronounce that wrong, but there's another plug. I'm just plugging all my friends in on this. <laughs> but um, when I went, it was really rainy, um, and I remember we did walk around in our chair jackets in the there rain. You go. <laughs> um and we were very dry and it was pouring rain but that's that's it that's all i have to say about bristol apparently it's the best though that's what charles always said but he's mm-hmm. moved from bristol so i don't know how much that statement is true anymore <laughs> <laughs> now it's wherever he lives that's the best um yeah. f underscore underscore i believe mm-hmm. f or four w wants to know what is your favorite book oh love that that's very like off topic but i do love that because i do mm-hmm. love to read um i don't know what is my favorite book this is like i love normal people by sally rooney have you heard of it okay i have not i probably will not know any it book that you're about to say super mainstream right now because they just did a tv show about it uh. but i think that's my favorite book maybe a cliche but i think that's my favorite book i read like I don't know. I haven't read it in a really, really long time. I do love Bell Hooks as well. She's one of my favorite authors ever. Um, yeah, I guess that answers that question. I don't have anything interesting, really. Just normal <laughs> people, Sally Rooney, if anyone wants to know. <laughs> there you go. Set in there you go. So, yeah. And, dang, I probably shouldn't have ended on this question. Um, no. Is it a big one? No. It's not uh not very good. Um <laughs> no offense to who the person who wrote it, but uh McDonald's shit wants to know. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Have you ever seen a bear? And they say in Russia that's a big problem. Have I ever seen a bear? That's not that bad of a question. Well, that's bad. The name is bad. Sorry. It's a bad name. <laughs> it is a bad name. It's a terrible name. You should, you should uh, find a better username. I've, I've never seen a bear, no. Really? I've never seen a bear, and I've actually never thought about what I'm going to do if I see one. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, just go into a barn. That's that's what they say is the best uh, course of action for that, well, actually. Well, obviously, whenever I go camping, we have, like, bear bags for, for the food that we throw up into a tree. Mm-hmm. But that's the extent that I sometimes when I go to bed and I'm in the tent, I'm like, I wonder if bears gonna come walk by tonight. But I never <laughs> You've never seen one. I've never seen a bear. I mean the common in Canada, I guess, but I've always camped on islands. So I always mm-hmm. think that like I'm untouchable. 
There's mm. no way that they can get to me. What kind of bears live in Vancouver or Toronto? My bad. Grizzly bears. I would assume grizzlies, um, which are the worst ones. Uh here we go. Black bear. Yeah, that that's yeah. it. No, I've never seen a black. I mean, I've seen deer and like mm-hmm. raccoons. <laughs> yeah, raccoons. And- <laughs> of course. We don't have them in London. They're not a thing. Hmm. Oh, they're cute. What are these? Black bears. Oh, oh, yeah. Hello. Um <laughs> last last hike I did, or no, it's like last trip I did. Um, we were coming down the mountain and there was a family of black bears eating some like wild berries on a bush, like probably. 10, 20 feet away from the trail, just like a mom and all the little yeah. cubs, just like all chowing down. It's really cool. Um, I had never seen a black bear that close. Uh, and I've never seen a grizzly bear either, which is like the one you don't want to see because they're yeah. terrifying. They say yeah. with a grizzly, like they say with black bears, this is, this is just for you. So you should know, um, okay. when you see a black bear, you're supposed mm-hmm. to like get big and like yell and yeah. stuff so you can scare them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And grizzlies, you're supposed to spray them with bear mace and then just run as fast as you can oh, because that's terrifying. they'll kill you. Yeah. Or maybe you're supposed to play dead. Let me see. That <laughs> maybe like, that's bad information. That's like survival of the fittest right there. That's like full survival mode you go into. Not, you don't think you just spray and run. That's, and oh, then you're you play dead. You play dead with grizzly know. bears. My bad. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> My bad. We play dead. Uh, and like next time I see grizzly, I just spray them. And run I'm away. sure. I'm sure if you sprayed bear mace, you'd be yeah. fine. That stuff is crazy. My dad once uh, accidentally opened a canister out in a room he was staying in, and it got like all in the room. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had to get a new room uh, because of that. Because it got like all in the sheets and stuff, and it's just like. It's just, it's literally just mace that's extremely powerful. So it just like messes you up real bad. Um, yeah, grizzly. I've never seen a grizzly, but I've been prepared to see one. Apparently, I was prepared wrong though. <laughs> yeah, lay flat on your stomach with your hands behind your neck. Yeah, spread your legs, make it harder for the bear to turn you over. So basically, mm-hmm. just protect all your. So the bear like goes up to you and tries to see if you're dead. And I think that's what they do. Whoa. It's actually I think, like, yeah, I think, I think I they start they watching morning documentaries and things mm-hmm. and stuff. There was there was speaking of that, there was a guy who thought he could live with bears, like grizzly bears. He was in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And they just like he it was like years of him just like going up there, like feeding them, filming himself, like petting them and stuff and playing with them. And he thought he had a relationship with them. And then one season, like there was this one bear that like didn't hibernate mm-hmm. and it was like still hungry or it woke up too soon or something. And it just straight up ate him and it like was all on camera, but the footage has been lost, but you can still hear the audio. It's really terrifying. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just so you know, bears are scary. Watched. have you ever watched alone? No, I have not. What's that? Oh, it's so good. It's like a competition show where they, put them in like an island by themselves with like nothing except a video uh-huh. camera have to like fend okay. themselves. it's crazy it's insane i think people that do that kind of stuff are like insane it's an american show. i think the same thing about like rock climbers though you think they're like, crazy did you watch the alex Hanold? is that how you say it? yeah time? free solo i was thinking about that and then i remember i saw he got married and oh, i was like congratulations alex yeah, congratulations, but I was like, he <laughs> might be married to another rock climber. Because there is no way, like, to think about someone, like, going out and risking. Like, he risks his life every time he goes up there. He does crazy, he does crazy things. And that mentality of, like, kind of just dedicating your life to that. Um, you have to be on a completely different wavelength, I think. And he, he is married to another climber. So it makes sense. Okay, there you go. There <laughs> Not to you be go. in that lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? To like, yeah, I mean, he's he's like, like the that. most extreme one there is. Yeah, he's like so extreme. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw a video of him pre-marriage when he was living out of a van, and yes. he was just talking about. You've seen that? Yeah. Well, yes, the food one. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about like eating seeds and all that yeah. stuff. 
there's that YouTube channel that goes in like, um, oh, what's it? there's a YouTube channel, I guess that's like almost like food, not food vlogs, but they just, he goes to interesting people and finds out like what they eat in a day. Mm-hmm. And he did one and it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. He's just eating like tons of seeds and bars, kind of like a bird yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> just getting oils yeah. in there and stuff. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hannah, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. This is great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, always nice to have a woman on the podcast, especially on International Women's Day, even though it's not going to come out yeah. today. But perfect. I'm happy a to bit. follow. I'm very happy to follow Georgia. She kicked it off. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's awkward now. Uh, I'll talk to you <laughs> later. <laughs> um,